Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Anthony with the pump fake and one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career, but look at him smiling. We go, my man. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach. And we are Camilla Stanthony Podcast that occasionally talks fantasy basketball. Natty, how you doing today? I am copacetic, bro. How are you? Uh, to be perfectly honest, overwhelmed because I don't know where you want to start, but there is so much shit that we need to talk about. I thought initially that this was just going to be maybe like a kind of a draft recap and we could bask in the glory of your Detroit Pistons getting mm. Cade Cunningham and finally having purpose and yes. finally having a future. Um, and then hey, hey. The, the NBA uh, free agency hits and we've got people moving all over the place and teams looking wildly different. Um, and so in a good hosts and you know in good host fashion i'm gonna pass the buck to you natty and i'm gonna say natty direct us where to go where do you want to start what do you want to talk about well i think everyone i mean we'll just start in the obvious spot right the minnesota timberwolves wow trade ricky rubio what a draft and what a free agent period they're really pulling themselves together i'm so impressed they are building an excellent package for ben simmons like I forgot the Timberwolves were an NBA team, which is never because... a good sign. That's never what you want as an NBA like team. If you are, if you're running an NBA team, you're like the worst thing possible is like, you just forget that they're a part of uh, a part of the team, a part of the fran- uh, league. I, I mean, they're just insignificant until they make some kind of move. And, and you know, maybe there are a lot of free agents left. I mean, Technically, Kawhi Leonard hasn't that's, signed. That's John true. Collins, Lori Markinen, R. Jax, Avery Bradley, Schroeder. Uh, let's see who else. I like how Millsap. Schroeder is Schroeder is like the saving grace for the Timber. Like Timberwolves fans, your team hasn't done anything yet, but Dennis Schroeder I, could I, be I the assume, savior. How about you know? How about Flyer on Depot? Like a two-year deal, maybe. Like you come back. I don't know, halfway through. The I'm telling you, dude, something. you're, you, you, you were right with the first player. The Timberwolves are about to blow everyone's fucking mind and sign Kawhi Leonard. Wouldn't that be the coolest thing that wouldn't ever happened? that be absolutely amazing. <laughs> that team, if, if the Timberwolves signed Kawhi Leonard, where would they finish in the West? How, what jump would they make? Because you're now talking about Kawhi Leonard joining with one of the most talented when he's, you know, healthy and on the court, big men in the NBA and, and big cat. And one of the best young players in in Anthony Edwards, like, is that is that a quote unquote big three that could get you top four seed in the West, top five seed in the West? Certainly well, top not, five, I would think. Not this coming season because Kawhi out, he gone. 
for probably the whole season, maybe the playoffs. Oh, that's too. true. You're totally right. right. You forgot that he's injured because Kawhi is, is the CL. human analog of the Minnesota Timberwolves, which is why your idea is great. Which is why it's perfect. Going there, it's absolutely yeah. perfect. Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard. They're gonna pull. They're gonna pull a a Nets, and Kawhi Leonard is going to sign with the Timberwolves, and they're gonna be fucking amazing in 2022. It's just like. I feel for Cat so hard. I, like he's had such a terrible life over the past two years, and um, you know, like Ant is the coolest. He the best, like, just the most awesome, fun young player. Like he's a fun player, you know, um, which is something that I think the Timberwolves have been lacking. Like yes. seriously, fun players and and just like marketable people who you're like excited to see and be and you know like just enter just pure guys who who create not only highlight plays on the court but also just like like anthony ants uh post-game interviews were like you had to watch yeah. them because they were incredible they were great i think that's you know that's that is a good a good sign it's good yeah, good for your team he's awesome and love cat and everybody else can go kick rocks man like i don't give a <laughs> goddamn. even though they do have interesting young players i think like mm-hmm. i don't think any of them should keep you from trading them god you no. can absolutely upgrade um but anyway all joking aside minnesota has been quiet um let's just get it out of the way because we were talking about it before we started recording how about those green guys what the fuck hey man the celtics they are the celtics this is brad stevens is fully preparing for everyone other than Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to be off the books in 2022 so that he can sign Bradley Beal. That is what is happening. I agree with that. I think, I don't think he's actually going to be the one that signs it. That Brad's like, I think that Bradley Beal wants the 10 year player, you know, Mm. maximum. He's been, he has been hella committed to 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 Washington, like good for him, man. Dude, you can get more money if you Stay surpass team, yeah. certain um, landmarks, and yeah. he will do that next year, which means that he can get his full bag of money. Yep. And maybe if they can do like a sign and trade or something like that, I don't know. But I mean, Brad Beal and Tatum are supposed to be friends and have wanted to play together for a long time. If you, you say this, Beal, you say this like this is like conjecture. They are very good friends we this is a fact okay uh i i guess i meant it in the spirit of like well you know if bradley beal really wanted to be on oh, the Celtics, sure. he'd be there he already be. oh yeah yeah very true very like, true he would have been there two years ago um, um so if you don't think bradley beal is the guy who do you think who are they going to use all this cap space on i don't know i can't list off the top of my head who's also a free agent in 2022 well we were just talking about cat maybe that's why oh, he son asks of a bitch. for a trade don't um, even tempt me with that. Like there are definitely, it, we, I don't think we can think that's a terrible way to start. A I don't think, I don't think we can think you think guys. Think. I just don't, I just don't think that that's something we should be doing right now. Player movement can occur under a lot of different circumstances now. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's it's true. always happening. The NBA is always churning. So I don't think we have to wait for off seasons unless the money is really involved, you know, right. like, either the team doesn't have the cap space or the player wants uh, the largest possible salary. Right. So, you know, in two years, anything can happen. 
uh, or sorry, after this season. So if Beal finishes off this season, he can get the largest possible contract yes. um, with his service time from the Wizards. Yes. If those three are together on one team, however it works out, that is dynamite, yes. in my opinion. Yes. It's absolutely incredible. You aren't really concerned. Like, you can find a point guard. You can find a center. You know, like, those are – so long as you have those three wings, that's beautiful. And, uh, you know, outside of, like, LeBron and AD, I think that is probably – the apex of what you're hoping for in team formation right now, you know, or I guess Paul George and healthy Kawhi too. Well, Um, and you have the nets. They're pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. But their defense is they're not two way the way that Brown and Tatum are and LeBron and AD are very true. Good point. Good point. Well said, well smart, but you know, it's also like Boston can tread water. Like I think everybody saw like, okay, the team really didn't work out. Like maybe we had a window, maybe we had a shot. Kemba didn't work. We lost Hayward. We had a lot of bad luck, like a lot of bad luck. A lot I mean, Gordon of bad Hayward luck. broke his whole Gordon Hayward explo- goddamn body. Yeah. Yeah. His, his leg snapped in half. And then la- just last year, Tatum had COVID. Right. So like this, yes, it's been, it's been a very bumpy ride up into this point. And so I could see something in a situation where it's just like, let's kind of take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. Like let's first year coach, uh, you're going to have first year, you know, head of basketball ops. Josh Richardson is now on the team and that's, you know, he's, he's going to become an immediate star and, and one of the top five players in the NBA. So that's something to look forward to. (laughs) Um, I would like that. I did. I, I'm a Jay Rich guy. Good, good. This is good. I need I need you to have an, a vested interest in the uh, in the Celtics. I think if you put him in a situation to succeed, I think he's, gonna, strengths, he's a good player. He will succeed. Yeah, yeah. I, he's a guy that's been that one year in Miami. Yes, really overstated how useful he can be to a team, and yes. you know that's why Philly wanted him. I'm mean, shit. I wanted him. I mean, yeah. Uh, but they haven't really used him properly in all of his stops. And yes, he's not as good, it seems. Like, you know, he's not scary Terry Rozier. He hasn't blossomed into the playoff best version of himself. But maybe he will in Boston, where they're going to be asking him to do similar things to what he was doing in Miami. He feels he feels to me like a, an Avery Bradley equivalent. You know, in the sense where it's like a wing defender who can score, but is not rel- you're not relying on him being like your, you know, top three offensive producer. Oh yeah, totally. You're an absolute complimentary player right. here. Whereas like, like I feel you... like in, in, in the past when he's been moved like the Sixers or with uh, what was he just on the Mavericks, like yeah. those moves are kind of like, well, we kind of need you to be, you know, and maybe it's just how the team's built where it's just kind of like, you're kind of naturally thrust into that, like be a top three, top four offensive contributor whereas like with the Celtics it's like no that's not on your that's not your bread you know but also like you're our wing stopper you're the elite perimeter defender you know like we're we expect a lot from you and you know when he was when he had a better system and better defenders around him well I guess you can't say that Philly doesn't have good defenders but um they thought of him like as a typical apex three and d player and he's not right 
Um, so, I mean, I like that. There's no pressure. And I do think that there's something to be said for a team with two young all-NBA talent players in a season where, like, the Nets might be healthy. Yeah, sure. maybe you don't have to, like, throw our, all your chips in. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I think that's – that's. I mean – Yes, I think that's that is a fair point, especially with a team like that that is not necessarily built like when the Warriors were together. Somehow that felt like it had more longevity than what this Nets team is. This Nets team feels like it maybe has like one year in it before it kind of oh, ex- yeah. explodes. All of their contracts are up, I think. In oh really? In oh well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So then, so then, yeah, playing. It's not the long game, but it's definitely. The Celtics are definitely building. Brad is definitely building with this intention of like 2022 is we are going to, that is, we're going to put the chips in the table then. And we're going to do a, what, you know, all uh, what the happened for the Celtics to win the OA championship, which was that off season traded for Ray Allen. They traded for Kevin Garnett. They built that team. And then they went on to win the championship. I feel like that's kind of what they're priming for. We're a similar situation where it's like, give it a year, let, Tatum step up to that MVP level, let Jalen step up to that all NBA level, like firmly cement yourselves there. And then in 2022, when the nets maybe are not what they are, the, you, you know, the heat, who knows what they are going to be with big ass uh, Kyle Lowry, big booty Lowry. Uh, and, uh, and then the Sixers, the Lord knows what the Sixers are. And so really it's like the bucks is hopefully what you're, you know, ultimately going to be contending with. And then you put all your chips into the middle. Um, you can tell Natty that this is a podcast run and operated by East coast fans. <laughs> and ones, uh, I, I wouldn't go that strong. And ones you're, that you're, aren't, you're a Boston fan. That's that's true. But like, I just like the beautiful sport of basketball. People. Well, I was going to say this is clearly, we're not, we are not in this for the clicks. Cause if we are in this for the clicks, there's no, we should have been spending the entire hour talking about, Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers and the Lakers building this super team. Uh, and we should have just been spewing shit about LeBron or, or some hot takes about LeBron because that's what get clicks. But uh, I mean, we should probably spend some moment on the fact that the draft came and the, the, <laughs> the most Kings thing possible have this, uh, has this trade set up with Buddy Heald to go to the Lakers for Kuzma and Harrell. And I think a pick or something. And all set up, ready to go. My guess is they've even told Buddy Heal, like, you're out the door, buddy. And then uh, and then all of a sudden, Washington's like, actually, you know what? We'll give you Russell Westbrook. And GM LeBron was like, done. Sign on the dotted line. And so KCP, Kuz, uh, Harrell, and I think a second round pick, first round pick, go out to, uh, to Washington for Russell Westbrook. So now you have the Sarge with LeBron and AD and uh I actually saw you wrote an article about this natty on fake teams which everyone should go read talking about the uh underrated what's can we say that can we say that Russell Westbrook's greatness is underrated because I do feel like it's perpetually everyone perpetually feels that he's just like this bad contract player when in reality he offers like he is a basic lock playoff berth He's only missed them twice. He's that's insane. That's in, that's insane. Like he's an MVP who broke the triple double, seemingly impenetrable barrier 
He is also a guy who doesn't get as injured usually as LeBron and AD. Like, long story short, uh, I was just suggesting that LeBron wants to do this because he's worried about injury absences or rest maintenance absences for himself and AD. Russell Westbrook is a guy who can keep the team afloat while one or both of the others aren't there. Yes. And if, you know, Russ is out, then hopefully one of the other two or both of the other two are there. But there are very, very few players in the NBA who can actually take over a game, who can actually will their teams to the playoffs. And Westbrook is one of those players. Like the latter half of last season, the Wizards were one of the best teams by record in the NBA. That's I mean, because Westbrook got healthy. It's so interesting to me that Westbrook has this like salary dump reputation in the last couple of years when Chris Paul has this reputation of like, if your team wants to go to the playoffs and makes a big jump, get Chris Paul on your team. It's like Westbrook does the exact same thing. <laughs> He's proven that also if your team, if you just want to take your team to the playoffs, there is no better player in the NBA to have on your roster than Russell Westbrook because he will like put the entire team on his shoulders and shoot every shot, grab every rebound and make every assist in order to make sure that your team has a playoff berth. And I think you're totally right, Natty, where in a season where the Lakers were a bottom seed for the playoffs and had to play in the play in and got bumped in the first round because of that, because of that seeding, because of them taking off games for management um, and it no longer being the, you know, the LeBron LeBron can't any longer just like turn it on and be like, I'm the best player in the world and I will win this series single-handedly. I think now Russell Westbrook is the perfect player to bring in. He wanted to be back in LA first off um, the perfect player to bring in and be like, okay, if we can't play all 82 games, Russell Westbrook will make sure the Lakers are not only a playoff team, but a good seeded playoff team. And then if you add 45 games of LeBron and 45 games of AD at the minimum, that's a lot. That's half the season. I meant more. <laughs> yeah, but that's what they did this past season. Right. Like you, you cannot depend upon health at LeBron's age. And you can't depend upon health with AD. And I mean, you can't depend upon health for anybody. And Westbrook does get injured, but they have a big three. Now, the reason you have a big three is to get to the playoffs, to make sure that you get to the playoffs. Yep. If one of them is injured in the playoffs, then, you know, maybe you're sunk. If two of them are, then you definitely are. Um, I mean, well, we'll see anything can happen anything KD is possible does look incredible sometimes like oh my you can god just do it all but westbrook also has the added benefit of being a player who will match the roster construction that la is yes. trying to do yeah. like the plan for lebron is always surround him with shooters that's the exact same plan you should have for russell westbrook right so when lebron is out the team will still make sense because Westbrook will now be the primary option right. and he will be surrounded by shooters. And when you give him, you know, competent bigs, like big Spain's coming back, Marcus Gasol. Like, they re-signed Dwight Howard. Thank God. 
Jesus Christ. And Andre Drummond is now backing up Joel Embiid. All right, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about that because the 2021 Philadelphia Sixers is going to be must must watch television. There's so much shit brewing in that team that I think is just going to absolutely explode. Uh, But you talk about like I saw that and I was like, wait, are they trading Embiid? Because I didn't see that it was like for a minimum contract. I was like, wait a second, did they just just like contract? You have to in that instance. You you have to think they got Embiid sign off, right? Do you think that they signed Drummond without Embiid? I assume Embiid loves it. Like you're backing me up because you can't start. I just I would I I would pay more than courtside seats to a Sixers Celtics game to watch Sixers practice with Embiid and Drummond going head to head for whatever 3 hours. I would I would pay thousands of dollars to watch that. The thing is though like everything you read about like Embiid you know not on not publicly is that he's this like awesome, really great guy. And so I almost sort of feel like behind closed doors, he'd be like, all right, drum, come over here. This is how you get better. This that would be upsetting. To work on. That would be like, upsetting. He sort of takes him under his wing. I would not but like that. I, don't I, want I, that. I do have to say like Daryl Morey doesn't check with stars all the time to make trades. Like maybe he didn't tell Joel, like, I don't God. know. Can I, can I get a, let me see. I need to check Joel's Twitter. I want to see if he said anything. I need to know if he shot off some eyeball emojis or some shit. No, he hasn't tweeted. I'll in go back to the Lakers hours. real fast. Well, okay, go to that no, out. he hasn't tweeted in 24 hours, so he hasn't. Oh, anything. really? Good yeah. for him. Good yeah, for him. Go back to the Lakers. Don't even buy. I mean, he he should be as upset as everybody else in Philadelphia. Like, is Ben Simmons on the team or not? Trade, just trade out? him. Just trade Ben Simmons. Trade Ben Simmons. Anyway, back to the Lakers real quickly. Trade him for Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, and 15 first-round picks. Why did the Warriors say no to that? It seems like a super fair trade. Anyway, back to the Lakers. That is a really good question. <laughs> like, that's I tweet, a really, I tweeted this really out. The Sixers, between that and then the, the Raptors trade that was leaked, which was like OG, uh, Kyle Lowry, and it was one other guy, and then like three first-round picks for Ben Simmons. Basically, the the Sixers philosophy right now is like they're that player in your fantasy league who sends you this wildly lopsided trade in the hopes that you accidentally hit accept. That is what the Sixers are operating. But the Warriors one makes sense. It well, not that. I mean, are you going to obviously not the fucking greatest? But like that's like that's a trade where you where you change it enough and it makes sense for both sides. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons to the Warriors makes sense because he would pair very, very nicely with uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Danny Green is still unsigned by the way so is kelly Oubre. speaking of the warriors oh, oh he seems like he's i thought going you were going to talk about to... kelly olenic the new starting center for the detroit pistons well i don't like to brag but <laughs> we do have the dude with the coolest facial hair kelly in the NBA. kelly olenic who let me bring these numbers up we're kelly just gonna olenic, jump all over the league <laughs> who, i mean that's the only way to it's the only way to appropriate right too much has happened it's ridiculous. deal with this kelly olenic who like in the final stretches of last season like in the month of April, let's bring up his, or yeah, let's bring up his April and May stats. Average 20 points, eight rebounds, five assists, a one and a half steals, and like a block a game and shot 40% from three. Yeah. MVP Kelly Olenek. 
who single-handedly won multiple fantasy leagues because he just decided to be fucking amazing. And all the haters out there who are like, but his defense, you can kiss my ass defense. (laughs) That's a dude who can play the five if you put him in the right position. And he can also play with beef stew when stew's playing down. 100%. Like it's, you know, Jeremy can go down. He's, He's a switchable dude. And he's not as bad in certain situations as people say he is. Like, you know, the pick and roll maybe isn't going to be great, but he's not as bad as, at at all of the things that people don't like about him as they say that he is. And he's like he doesn't fuck up rotations. You know, no, he's like a smart he's, player. He's a competent NBA player with a stroke from outside, and that's super fucking important these days. And by the way, I like the signing for the Pistons and the development of their young players. But I also like it as, you know, oh, well, maybe future asset, like a bunch of people are probably going to like a stretch for. So uh, I like it on on all counts. Uh, I think it's using cap space wisely. And, Um, you know, shooting everywhere, right? That's that's why people hate on Westbrook, because you can't shoot threes. You're like, yeah, well, for most of NBA history, like, dudes didn't need to shoot threes and now we're so far on the other side but mm-hmm. it's like if you can't shoot threes you should leave the you country. suck you're um you're so you're, you're confidently on like the pistons are winning like 55 games this year right i do think it's possible that they yes tell me the, tell me how hyped you are natty i i don't think they're a 50 win team but I do think that they could split the calendar and make it into the playoffs. Ooh. Um, like they, Jeremy Grant seemed to prove his point last year to me. Oh, anyway. for sure. Um, so Are you ready? I mean, they, the Pistons low key could be, I mean, they could be good. They could be good. Especially if Cade Cunningham is everything as advertised. Like that is a right. huge piece that you are getting immediately to your roster. But the realistic point of view i think is probably like this coming season will be the real rookie season for Julian right. hayes right, and right. also the rookie season for cade and those are two distributors and usually the freshman season for you know the guys that handle the ball are very up and down yeah well especially like, when especially when you're in the central with <laughs> not only the bucks but also this speaking of jumping around this new tool, Chicago Bulls, that's Lonzo yeah. Ball and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and Vucevic. Like, okay. I, I don't know how they like all play together, but, but in sure. I know this team. is this is this is pretty crushing for you as both the DeMar DeRozan fan and a Chicago Bulls hater. And- but also, like, as sort of a Kobe encouragement guy, like, Co- what's Kobe White think of all this? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like, Kobe White just kind of like drafted me. Been, been tossed the, I totally forgot. Kobe White is falling into the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves level of forget. Dude, and you can't with hair like that. I know. Like, it's, that dude's it's fun to watch. Well, Fuck, trade man. it. Let's, let's, let's get him, do us, send him out to somewhere. Where can we send him to the Timberwolves? He could be forgotten in Timberwolves. That the New Orleans Pelicans oh, didn't get more back. My God. I the Pelicans. The Pelicans, their offseason has been hot garbage. Can I say that? 
They I... traded first to the Grizzlies for the privilege of having Jonas Valanciunas on their team and for the Grizzlies to take <laughs> right. Eric Bledsoe's contract. They then trade a trade Lonzo to the Bulls for Sadoransky, Garrett Temple, and I think like a second round pick. And then send a first round pick to Devontae Graham yeah. in a sign and trade yeah. because I guess Devontae Graham is better than Lonzo Ball. And nope. And you want like it's just none of it makes unless a high volume shooter. Unless and you have like inefficient. Right. Unless Zion like pulled the big bird and kicked the door down and was like, get rid of Lonzo. Why did you get rid of Lonzo? Both BI, Brandon Ingram, and Zion publicly said they wanted to have Zoe back. Why did you get rid now, of him? Maybe Zoe wanted to go. Yes. Yeah, like, I don't know that he didn't. Like, maybe he was like, get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to play in New Orleans. This town for an NBA franchise sucks. Sure. Even if he said that, you have to be able to get more back. Like, he signed a four-year, $85 million deal. You, you have to be able to Sadoransky. get more back for a guy like that who's 23 or 24, yeah. I forget. Yeah. Like, this is every single decision that David Griffin has made since he took over the team as the GM or president of basketball operations, whatever the fuck, has been bad. Like, you know, Zion, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo, that's why they made the trade, right? Like they also lucked every, into all of since those. that point, right? I guess. They lucked. I mean, not they. Not that you lucked into. I mean, you you lucked into it in the sense that Anthony Davis was pissed off, and you were happy. It was lucky that the Lakers was the team that was recruiting him to utmost. The NBA helped you out by giving you the first overall pick, and when there was a generational talent at at one overall, yeah, to maybe. try to like ease the blow. And now you haven't like you're doing the exact same thing you did with Anthony Davis, where it's just like you're continuing to like put a shit team out there surrounding this star player. I I uh, am never one for depriving fans of a sports team if they want them, but I I need some dumbass billionaire to come in and buy the Pelicans, move them to Seattle, and let's just get the Sonics back with a with the you know with a face of the franchise in zion uh and a desirable location where people are going to act like the fact that zion is going to toil away in new orleans for the next you know three years until he forces his way out is just like okay what are we doing here you ready showtime on may 3rd summer starts with the fall guy let's do it later let's drink a spicy margarita make some bad decisions yes Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm not a fan of contraction or moving teams. I want expansion. I think more competition Mm, is signs of a healthy league. 
and we need two more teams in okay. my humble opinion. That's fair. But, That's fair. Uh, Lonzo, Lonzo, Zion and Brandon Ingram have to be looking at these moves so far and being like, okay, so what's next? Like right, if this right, is right. prelude to something else, then okay. Like you still, we still work for you, but if there's nothing else, if this is it, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, man. Like I, I like Nikhil Alexander Walker. I like Kira Lewis Jr. You I like, like Jonas Valen fucking Chunis a yeah. lot. Yeah. And I do feel like, okay, well, if the young guards like make a big leap, especially with point Zion, then maybe that's a playoff team, like a low seed, a play in game team at least. But I, I am really extremely unimpressed and I mean, the, the hiring of Van Gundy was an absolute disaster. Which um, JJ Reddick signing like yep. should have been great. Fucking sucked. And yep. then you pissed him off and hurt your reputation. Uh, there's just, there's so many signs of incompetence. And with the trade, I find it hard to believe that's the best you could get. I really do. Yeah. And if it was, then you should just re-sign him and tell at, and if Lonzo wants to go, you should just be like, listen, man, we'll find a trade for you, just not right now. You're right. going to start with us. His defense is better than Devontae Graham's. Oh, his, my God. His Everything outside was shot is more efficient yes. than Devontae Graham. So, like, I, I don't think... And we love Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham was a great, he is a great fantasy name. He came on last year and was like one, a a fantasy darling. I had him on my roster a couple years ago, big fan, but like, yes, this is an object failure uh, by the New Orleans Pelicans and a win for the Chicago Bulls, because now suddenly this team is like good. You have, you have Lonzo ball. You have Zach Levine in your backcourt. You got DeMar DeRozan now. You use Vucevic at the five. Like, that's a that's a good team. You have Patrick. Patrick, yep. You also have the finisher still, who, if you keep him, maybe you're hoping for more development. I mean, if you're trading him somehow, I, I mean, there's... The Bulls are doing things that are not impressive, but at least suggest some sort of overall plan. And I mean, I love Patrick so goddamn hard. And I still sort of feel like he's the player I would bet on to be best player eventually out of all the players on this team. Hmm. But he's also going to be like 19. Yeah. You know, so having DeMar there is more ball handling, more playmaking, more distribution. He's fucking sensational. Like, I don't even really – I mean, they'll play a little bit small. Like, DeMar's going to play at the three, right? You don't trade for Lonzo, so you can't start him at the one. Yeah, no, no. So, Lonzo starts at the one, Levine at the two, DeMar at the three. Pat Will at four, and then Boosish at five. Yeah. I mean, that's a good starting lineup. That's a fun team, at least. Yeah. Like, that's a fun oh, team. And I forgot to mention, Natty, the biggest move that the Bulls made, they signed Alex Caruso. Oh, yeah. To be to, to be their dunker, the, the, the bald hype man himself. And I, for one, am absolutely thrilled to see Bleacher Report tweet about uh, Alex Caruso zero times 
this year because he is no longer on the Lakers. Zero. They are going to not Alex Crusoe will fall from icon to a casual NBA player because he's no longer on the Lakers. Watch. Which is a bummer. He's good. He's a good player. He I adds like, he adds great defense on that. How could the Lakers not try to work something out? Oh I mean, maybe maybe they were this Lakers team is also very confusing. It's just and like uh, some sort of they couldn't do some maybe they couldn't do a signage. I don't know. It's like some of these rules are so Byzantine. Yeah. But I also like don't really like the deal for the Bulls. Like Caruso is a good defensive player and he's a solid player, but I I mean he's a bench player for you. So why ex- I I just would have kept my powder dry. I I don't know, man. Like Maybe they're trading Kobe. Maybe they're doing something I think, else. I think Kobe has to be on the move at some point. Uh, it's like, I don't know. There's maybe not. It, it just sort maybe of seems strange to me to be like, oh, we're going to get this amazing shooting guard for our bench. Yeah. Like, also, Kamala Anthony's on the Lakers. Which is fucking great, finally. Which is, just which do is, it. Jesus which is Christ. Just, just, have that, just have that reunion happen. Have the banana boat Dude, happen. Dude, him and Russ again? You know, like all these people. It's him, weird. Like Russ, all these LeBron, guys. AD, Dwight Howard. What is this roster? This it, team would be so fucking good Arisa's in like the there. early 20s. All right, early it, 2000s. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Oh, by the way, speaking of ex-Lakers, I guess, JaVale McGee to the Suns. I liked that. Yeah. Also, did you like the Suns giving Chris Paul a five-year contract? Because I didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it, but um, I also understand that, you know, you sort of have to. Oh, for if- sure. But it is it is a $120 million, Oh, four years. My apologies. Four years. $120 million with <laughs> for, for on a four-year deal. Love it. Absolutely love it. Sons. I mean, a lot of point guards got paid. A lot, a lot of point, of point guards, guards did paid. get paid. A lot of point guards did get paid. He's not a point guard, but Duncan Robinson got paid. So did Jimmy Buckets. Hell yeah. Go blue, Dunk. That's Duncan awesome. Robinson, 18 million a year. Goodness gracious. Um, wow. Is there yeah, more? I'm not really sure. How do you feel about what the Heat did? What the Heat did? I, <sighs> I like it. Let me bring up their roster. Let me take a gander at this. Like, team. I'd rather have Bam and Duncan, really, and then be like, all right, let's try to trade some of these guys for somebody else. It's definitely, you know what it feels like? It feels very much like they were on the, you know, they were in the finals in the bubble. Mm-hmm. They got bumped. They got swept by the Bucks, And I think their response was instead of, and it partially makes sense just because you do have Jimmy Butler on your roster. And then he's like the, the, you know, fundamental piece of this team, but their response wasn't like, okay, maybe the window passed and we should do the reboot with the young guys with Duncan, with Tyler hero, I guess. And bam, it was like, we're doubling down on old. We're going to build a playoff team with old people. And they got Kyle Lowry. They got PJ Tucker. They got Markeith Morris. Uh, Like that is, that's, that is an investment on veterans. Somehow Adonis Haslam is still on this team, which is incredible. I mean, they might be able to work something out with Depot cheaply. Cheaply, you know? maybe, and you bring him in, uh, hopefully, off the bench as someone who can, uh, who can put together, put you know, like, be healthy and play. Everybody with an old point guard should be reminded of the finals that we just fucking watched and what Drew Holiday was able to do. Right, with Chris Paul. Right so, now, now Kyle, I don't know, yeah. man. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't love it for the Heat. I know a lot of people were like, "Way to go, Heat," but. 
locking in Jimmy Butler for five years. Like, I think it's, what is it? I saw the, the numbers where it's like the last year when he's like 30, mid, early 30s, he's getting paid like 56 million or something like that. Um, also a guy that shoots threes worse than Westbrook does. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Jimmy Butler in his 36th season, or 36th aged season in 2025 will be base salary 51 million. Good for him. Good for you, That's Jimmy great. Buckets. 41 million, 44 million, 48 million, 51 million, 33 to 36. Do I think the Heat will regret this? Yes. Ding, ding. I mean, I don't think they'll regret it because I don't think that we can view this as well. Again, like, oh, every, well, if you had done something else, you well, there's would have also won the no title. contract is not tradable. I refuse right. to believe that no contract is not tradable. So even I think they'll be good in a top million. four seed, but right? But I think that's I think that I would say that this investment in Jimmy Butler, unless unless suddenly like unless Bam Adebayo takes a massive like is a top too big in the NBA and like is is this unique player that we have seen him play at times and you see Duncan Robinson is just continues to shoot you know 50% from three and Tyler Hero can be bubble Tyler Hero off the bench like if that is the team you're going to get then yes this is a team that can challenge in the east and and could win a a finals in the next two or three years my worry is is that like I think Bam is going to be really good I don't think Tyler Hero is ever going to be bubble hero ever again. I don't think Duncan Robinson, like I think Duncan Robinson, we've seen the best of Duncan Robinson. He's got paid for that. And I just think that putting this much of financial investment in Jimmy Butler, 33 year old Jimmy Butler for the next four years is like, you are locking yourself into a fourth, fifth seed and you get bumped in the second round for the next four years. Even if everything went right and you made the finals, this is not a team that could beat the Lakers. You can't credibly say like, oh, they match up really great against the enormous Lakers. I mean, I don't even defense. think you can say this team credibly beats the Bucks to get out of the East. Well, hey, Pete, nobody credibly beats the Bucks. They're and the champions. They are the champions. Go Milwaukee. God damn, Giannis is a god. That he is, is some a fucking god. Shit. And they brought back big Bobby Portis. Good for they them. Did. Oh, yeah. PJ Tucker signed with the Heat. Forgot yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, he's there. <laughs> he's there in the five and the four. Yeah, crazy eyes Bobby Portis is back and ready to uh, to win another one. What else? What other moves have they done? They did something else, too, that I saw that I was kind of okay with. Maybe it was the just Bucks, bringing... Yeah. Was it just... Maybe it was just bringing back uh, Bobby Portis. I don't think they need to do much. No, you know, well, especially because like you get can get Dante. Deep, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, getting Di Vincenzo back, I think, is is obviously good for them. Dude, I can't believe the Cavaliers gave a hundred million dollars to Jared Allen. I, I like Jared Allen. They did. I do too. But what the fuck is this team doing? But see, like, I think I think if Evan they had Mobley... made trades in the draft and like gotten rid, you know, like made some changes that made sense, then I'd be like, okay, cool. But like, what the hell are you doing? Do you think Evan Mobley and Jared Allen can play together? Yes, but I don't think they should. Mm. I think that Mobley is going to probably be a player that takes a couple of years to mature, yeah. just like most bigs, and that you shouldn't expect too much from him right away. Like he he does not have the size to get 
pushed around and beaten up. For no, but I think he can play season. the four. I think he can play your four because he can guard the perimeter. So he doesn't need to like, you know, he, he can, he can switch on, on picks and stuff uh, on defense. And then you have Jared Allen manning that. I think the bigger thing is that you still have Kevin love existing and that's yeah. somehow got to, but you're, but you are also this backcourt. Also, they did add Ricky Rubio to <laughs> Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. Which is like, okay, I don't understand that one, but sure. Good for you guys. And Torian Prince is there. I like, I don't know. It like, is they interesting. Have players I like, I just am not sure that this team knows. Well, you also, doing. they are like the least trustworthy team to actually do the right thing with those players. Another David Griffin run team, by the way. Um, just point that out. Can, before we go, can I just read to you my absolutely favorite depth chart in the NBA right now do it okay are you ready for this is this your Sixers segment no this is not my Sixers segment this is my De'Aaron Fox god damn. buddy healed Harrison Barnes Marvin Bagley Jr. and Rashad Holmes now let me tell you who's dude the Warriors up- got Bielitsa for nothing let me tell for you who's backing nothing. up these players Tyrese Halliburton Davion Mitchell, who you drafted, what, six overall? Who's literally, like, what is his, What is he doing here? Marquise Hall, Harkless, and then you go and trade for Tristan Thompson, and you have Alex Len. This is, what is this roster? Yeah, why, why Len? Why, what? what is this roster? I am just, I, like, I honestly, if I am the Kings, I, are you you have to trade Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox? Like Tyrese Halliburton mm. and Davion Mitchell, that it you you have invested, you have made that your backcourt of the future. Buddy Heald doesn't want to go, but I mean doesn't want to be there. Buddy Heald should have been gone probably a year ago. De'Aaron Fox, I I mean, you're not going to trade him right this instant. What's his contract like? But like it's such a weird construction of a roster where you're now going to go back to this like three guard offense because that's what you, that's where your strength is. It just taking Davion Mitchell was the most like panic Kings move ever where they were on the clock and they were like, shit, I actually don't know who we're taking. So we're just going to take Davion Mitchell at nine because he played well in his final year at Baylor. Kings are going to Kings, man. Kings are going to fucking Kings. Everything oh. they do is stupid. Even when they <laughs> get it's so lucky, bad. it it's... is just, like Tyrese Halliburton is so, so, so good. So good. And he better fucking start. Like, I don't even care what it looks like. He better fucking start this team. Like, Buddy Heald is one of the best shooters in NBA history. That is a fact. That's what all the numbers say. But Buddy Heald is not a star. No. He is not a player that can take over a game. He's not a guy that can win just by himself. He's not a superstar. He has no gravity, really. Uh-huh. Like, all you know about Buddy Heald is that he's wanted to leave as soon as he's been there. <laughs> As soon as he got drafted. <laughs> And Always a good like sign. the fact that they that the Kings even fuck that, but this is a team like I just said, Bielitsa, they basically got nothing for him. Like Bogdan Bogdanovich left for Ugh. nothing. Yeah, they they just don't know what they're doing. 
And they do have interesting players. I like De'Aaron Fox a lot. I, you know, if you trade him, that's such a bad look. It's such a fucking bad look. But any, like, <sighs> any team would be, well, not any team, but like lots of teams would be happy to have him. He's a oh, dynamic player. He's a 23-year-old point guard who's locked up for the next five years. I mean, there's a lot of those now, actually. That's true. That's true. A lot of, lot of, um, a lot of you're right. A lot of point guards getting money. But it's just like, what is the point of this team? Like Bagley is almost like that's when the pulse stopped. Like could have had Luka, yeah. man. Yeah. And yeah, now yes. your 100%. franchise is just stone cold. You're dead. just perpetually going to be stuck in, in that. And I mean, like, I hope Bagley turns into a good player, but they certainly don't seem to have like a great medical staff. And it doesn't really seem like they put their players into positions to succeed they almost no. succeed despite themselves. I really don't like their coach. Guys, no. there's just nothing to like about them. This the Kings. I know you you were just talking about how you don't want to move, you want to expand. Uh let's let's in my purchasing of the Pelicans and sending them to Seattle, let's purchase the Kings and send them somewhere else. Vancouver. Vancouver. And then can Albuquerque. we get Can we then be like the Memphis Blues or something like that and then return Vancouver Grizzlies? Sure. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm as long as that. you sign off on it, Natty, then then it's happening. Then I but know then it also happening. means that Memphis and Minnesota can go to the Eastern Conference, which is what they which fucking should be anyway. That's where, it, yeah, that's there. We also, yeah. And then you can get your two expanded teams too. You can throw one in uh, Las Vegas and one in, I don't know. Quebec. Quebec. Keep keep that a Canadian basketball dream alive. Um, all right, before we go, is there any any final touch points you have? Yeah, I wanted to yeah. ask you about Indianapolis. Okay. Ask me. Ask away. What do you think this team is being smart or being stupid? Let's see. Tell me, well, I mean, when you can keep TJ McConnell for whatever four years and I'll slap you across the face. Don't say million. anything about TJ McConnell. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. That's Joel Embiid's best friend. I mean, Don't I think slight him. So what's 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 you what's your gripe? Because to me, the, are you griping about the? Fact I don't know that they, if I have one. I think I'm, that I think that this is a team that isn't making any serious moves because they know that they weren't a complete team last year with TJ Warren out, and with their and with awful and then, awful, awful coach, and with Karis LeVert playing only a part of the season for them. I like so many players on this team. I basically like every player on the I team. I mean, their starting lineup, Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, TJ Warren, DeMontis Sabonis, and Miles Turner, that's a good team. And TJ, like, I, yeah, I like that team a lot. TJ I, McConnell coming off the bench. I liked Jerry Aaron Lamb. Holiday a lot. Well, they traded him away, but. I know, which I, whatever. And now they have an actual coach who knows what he's doing. Like, I kind of feel like. You feel if like they, they could be had saucy? made an addition, it would have actually been a subtraction. Mm, you know what I mean? Unless it was like an upgrade for Miles Turner. Like if you could have really, I mean, they've also, the five. They, yeah, they've been, they've been trying to move on from Miles Turner as it seems like for the last 50 years. But like, what kind of, like, who would you want? Let's say you have God level powers and okay. you can just put whatever center you want at 
with a Pacers uniform, or maybe you don't want a center. Maybe you I don't want know. Some I mean, bonus to play. Can we? Could we do? Uh, I mean, you maybe as a defensive liability, but you can do the you know the Jokic point center. The whole offense flows through him. Kind of. Would Porzingis be better than Miles Turner? No, I don't have beef with Miles Turner. To to be honest, would you rather trade Sabonis? I mean, you would get the most back for Sabonis, but I feel like Sabonis is the is. It depends on like what you want this team to be. If you want this team to be Sabonis, like is this offense built around Demarcus Sabonis? Then obviously you keep him. If this is like we are going to be a guard team, this is Karis Levert and T.J. Warren's team. Then trade Demontis. Like Demontis Sabonis has has emerged to have those point center point forward uh, skills that in order to utilize them, they need to be running, you know, they need to be running point or they need to be involved in the movement of the offense. And so if you're not going to do that, then it's like, okay, well now you're kind of ignoring a part of this player's game that they do at an elite level. Uh, And if you're not going to, if you are going to make that a vital part, then you would obviously keep them around and then maybe trade. I guess I, yeah, I, I, I can't say I've watched enough Pacers to really have a firm opinion on it, but like I have always been, maybe blindly pro miles Turner. And I haven't quite understood the need to trade him. It doesn't really seem like the league thinks much of him either. Like right. he feels, he feels been available. Yes. He feels Roy Hibberty, Hibberty in that sense. Whereas like and he had this moment of everyone was like, Oh my God, miles Turner shot 30, 30, like back in 2018, 19 shot 38% from three and blocked three, you know, three balls a game. And everyone's like, Ooh, yeah. And then, but he still he blocked three and a half balls this last season and shot thirty three percent from three. He's not bad. I He's like. Bad. I really do feel like maybe the front office was like Mulligan, man. Like that coach fucked us. Like yeah. we people were sick. Like yeah, now so we like, have Levert. T.J. Warren was out. Brogdon missed. I think time. they just. Like, I think they're just trying to run it back and see what happens. Which I'm here I, for. Yeah, I think that's smart. Like I, I they have a real coach and I like all the players and I feel like if that roster is at a hundred percent, maybe they're a lot better than some of the other teams in the East, like not apex, but you know, like they're a clear like fourth seed or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially since the Knicks are about to collapse in on themselves like a dying star. Oh yeah. We didn't say anything about New York, New York. What do you think? They got your boy Fournier. Don't look it up. folks. do not look do it not up. Look it up. They paid him a healthy sum, and good for Fournier for getting that money. They also paid yeah. everyone else on that team a healthy sum. They burnt through that cap space. So, yeah, without like really, I mean, without really improving the team. So good for I, them. The first thing I thought was like, oh, this, these are goodwill signings. This is like, and then they didn't hey, send Reggie agents, Bullock though. Reggie Bullock us. went to uh, the Dallas. Oh, Mavericks, he went to Dallas. Yeah, I don't. Oh, which is a great move for Dallas. Totally. The yeah, Knicks, for sure. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? I, yeah, I mean, I am, I guess I'm not surprised. I'm oh, just I'm not like surprised sort of a little disappointed. That it's just, it's, 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 it's a situation of like this Knicks had a good season and now you're like, well, that was fun while it lasted. The Knicks are back to Knicks themselves and that's what's going to happen. But it's also all about timing every year, right? So like if you couldn't get Lowry and you couldn't get Dame and there weren't really any other, you know, big names that you should 
try to throw all your chips into like these are also tradable contracts right, right? i mean everyone like, everyone is anticipating like the cap is going up so everyone's yeah. everyone's anticipating that and all these contracts that are massive contracts that are being handed out will likely not be as massive in the next couple of years because everyone's contracts are are steadily increasing and honestly like the nerlands contract like nerlands and mitrov they still need to figure that out yeah um it is like the fournier thing though just so doesn't make any sense to me love it i just i mean i'm sad to see him go but i love to see him leave like trade for buddy healed then you know what i mean like why like why are you giving fournier money just try to use some of your assets to go get buddy healed they don't want him one will never know natty one will never know but you will know in the future if anything does happen because you dear listener are subscribed to the podcast and if you aren't then make sure you subscribe to the fake teams podcast wherever you get your podcasts itunes spotify stitcher that's how you'll not only get us but also the occasional fantasy baseball show that we drop uh make sure to follow us on twitter at the long two podcast we won't be back at you next week we'll be back at you in a couple weeks yours truly is taking a little well-deserved vacation time but until then natty stay safe my friend you do the same everybody Put your mask on and get vaxxed. Amen.